Gun Sports Radio is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Welcome to Gun Sports Radio, all about shooting, hunting, self-defense, and more. Now, here are the hosts of Gun Sports Radio, Dave Stahl and Lance Belke. All right, folks. Hey, welcome. FM 96, 1 AM 1170, The Answer. I'm Dave Stahl. We got Michael Schwartz in the house. Lance, hey, he's out messing around. But that's okay. This segment is brought to you by Gun Range San Diego. Oh, my gosh. You need to go down. If you haven't been to a gun range in a long time, you will love Gun Range San Diego. I call it the Nordstrom's of gun ranges, just not the price. 7853 Balboa Avenue in lovely San Diego. They're open seven days a week, 10 to 10. So go to gun Ra- the Gun Range San Diego, thegunrangesandiego.com. Get all the information on everything that you could possibly handle. And you will be totally 100% satisfied. So, Mikey, it's just you and I. It's just the two of us. Awesome shop, by the way, the Gun Range San Diego. They always take really, really good care of me. So I'm yeah. really happy about oh, that. Oh, yeah, they're really good. Yeah. Uh, we do have a caller on the line. Yep, we're going to pick him up in just a minute. Okay, good. good. Um, we're going to do another segment of Stump My Nephew. Ah, what would that? What could that be? Well, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be uh, – well, we'll get to it. We'll get sure, to it. Sure, First, sure. I wanted to talk about uh, – I don't know if you saw, but uh, we had San Diego County Gun Owners had a really cool uh, meet and greet last week with a guy named Larry Vickers. I don't mm. know. Did you see that? Did you no, see his I post missed up? It. I missed it. Really interesting. Um, you know, one of the things that we try to do, San Diego County Gun Owners, is we we like to bring together the Second Amendment community in San Diego, make sure everybody you know knows everybody, and uh, we're not all on our own little island. And we found out that Larry Vickers was going to be in town. For those of you that don't know, he's uh, the the founder and of uh, Vickers Tactical, which uh, one of their more famous products that they make are uh, sights, you know, for oh, pistols. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But his background is fascinating. He was uh, a Green Beret. Uh, he was on the uh, Delta operator for, mm-hmm. for the uh, U.S. Army and uh, was just a, an, an, had an amazing career. Um, and, uh, after he got out, he was already a, a gun guy, you know, mm-hmm. he was already a gun nut. He was really into firearms and he was, uh, had a, uh, really great careers in the special forces for the army, uh, got out and then started training and has since become a, a, a huge industry industry leader. And we had him out. He gave a talk, he signed books, he, you know, posed for pictures. It was really, really great. Wow. Yeah. The guy was so down to earth, such a good dude. Um, I just wanted to, uh, thank everybody that came. Uh, we had a hundred or so people come. Wow. To, it was a gunfighter tactical and totally free. Um, and uh, it was just a good way for everybody to get together and listen to an expert and, you know, tell some, uh, some stories and give some opinions. And, uh, he just did a really great job. It was really interesting. So he's online right now. No online right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to talk a little bit about this. One sure. of the things that San Diego County gun owners does, one of the things that we want to do even more of, but I just wanted to get the word out there that, uh, Hey, you know, we're you know, San Diego, California, and we had Larry Vickers come to town, wow. teach a class, do a meet and greet. That's uh, awesome. You know, it was really great. On the line is uh, this this new segment. Uh, I found out that my 19-year-old nephew is a... Oh, he's uh, a wizard. He, yeah. He's, he knows more about guns than anybody should, especially at the age of 19. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's just a, just a wealth of knowledge. Just a total wealth of knowledge. Yeah. So I decided, hey, it'd be kind of fun. And he still, of course, he started getting kind of... You know, kind of cocky with yeah. me, right? Oh, he knows all. And I said, all right, okay, let's put your, your yeah. body of knowledge to the test. Let's do a new little segment here called Stump My Nephew. Right. And we have people uh, writing in, 
uh, giving us questions. He does not know the questions right. beforehand. Um, so this is going to be the first time he's heard the question. And if uh, if you can stump my nephew, then you uh, you get a T-shirt. We'll send you a San Diego kind of get on his T-shirt or a hat or, or, or a glass or all three Stumped or whatever you like. All right. So, Sam, are you there? Good evening. How are you? <laughs> Good, Sam. How are, are you? Are you ready? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> oh, doesn't sound so confident know, right now. Sudden, does get him on the air, and all of a sudden, <laughs> that's okay. There's only two people listening. Have no fear. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sam. So uh, let's see. So you got the last one. You got right, and not only did you get the the answer right, but you gave us more uh, knowledge than we even asked for. So you did a really, really good job. So uh, let's see if you can get this one. Okay. So let me look here. So Jack from La Mesa writes, first off, he writes, he says, hey, thank you guys for having such a great show. I listen every Sunday. Uh, Thank you, Jack from uh, La Mesa. Absolutely. He said, ask your nephew to name all of the uh, standard issue. Let's see. Let me get this right here. I want to make sure. Write it on a piece of paper. I know. The standard issue main service rifles for the United States Army in order. Now I'm going to make it a little easier. Let's start with uh, let's start with 1900. So let's start from 1900 to present day. Name the standard issue service rifle that the U.S. Army uses starting in 1900. Go. Okay. Uh, thank you, Jack from La Mesa. Um, starting with 1900, we had uh, we still had the Craig Jorgensen in service. Um, in 1903, it was replaced by the Springfield M1903, of course. Um, it was replaced in the 30s by, um, of course, the M1 rifle, the world-famous M1 rifle. I don't remember exactly which year. I want to say 1937, 1939, somewhere in there. Um, that had a long service life. It was replaced by the M14 in 1957. Uh, seven years later, in 64 or 65, it was replaced by the M16. And um, since then, we've been u- using various iterations on the M16, uh, M4 platform. Uh, as for dates on specific versions, I don't know any other than that the A1 was adopted in 1987. That, sorry, the A2 was adopted in 1987. Other than that, sorry. There you go. 19-year-old. Did I tell you the guy Dude, knows what he's talking about? Isn't. Well, the only problem is who knows if he's right or not. I'm looking at the answer oh, right Oh, you're here. looking at the answer. Oh. <laughs> I had to look it up, too. I was, yeah, like, I was, say, I was scratching I my head. Okay, that's actually really, really, really very impressive. Uh, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, you got them in order, didn't hesitate at all. That's awesome. Uh, so, so let me ask this. At 19 years old, with this type of knowledge, do you do anything in the gun industry? Um, not in the industry. Wow, you should be in the industry. Well, I see he's still working his way through school. He's 19 years old, still oh, working I his know, way through but school. But he ought to be starting to think about, you gonna you going to maybe open up a gun store? Uh, I don't know. Maybe later on, dude, you'd be awesome. Is you awesome? I mean, he could. So name a uh, Sam. Name uh, name uh, two service rifles uh, used by Israel right now. He doesn't. Two service that. rifles used by Israel: um, the Galil, which has sort of fallen out of favor, and the um, the Tavor. The Galil and the Tavor. Okay, what caliber is the Galil? Um, well, it's available in five five six and seven six two NATO. <laughs> So why did it fall out of favor? Um, well, it's based on the AK platform. They learned during the uh, during the Six Day War that the AK was fairly reliable um, and it was well liked. 
uh, by troops who captured them. Um, <laughs> so they uh, they basically took the AK, um, took a lot of the features actually from the Finnish Valmet, which is also an AK variant. Um, they basically refined the AK to the point where it couldn't be refined any anymore. Uh, chambered it for 5.56, and that was the Galil. Um, now, because it's based on the, the Kalashnikov pattern, it tends to be fairly heavy, even with a stamped receiver. Um, and it was also kind of long. They wanted something shorter for urban combat, uh, so they adopted the Bullpup Tavor. The Bullpup Tavor. Dave, would I tell you? The guy Do me a favor. Send me your birth certificate. There's no <laughs> way you're 19. There is no way you're 19 and you know that much. When did you start falling in love with uh, guns? Uh, that's a great question. I, I actually don't know. Um, <laughs> as long as you can remember, right? Uh, almost. Yeah. yeah. I just started, um, like I got curious about something. I don't, I don't even remember what it was and I looked it up and then I thought, Oh, huh. That gives me more questions. It was, it wasn't when your crazy uncle took you to the NRA museum there in Virginia. Uh, no, I think it was a little after that. A little it was, after. Uh, right, I'll take it. A lot of it kind of started when I read that uh, that Chris Kyle book you gave me. Um, uh, that would do it. Year, that would do it. American Gun. All right. Well, buddy, thanks a lot for caught. Man, you know, we're going to start making you a regular because, I mean, you, I mean, I, my job has opened that whole time you were talking. But that's, you know what? That's amazing. Yeah. You, you're amazing. Good work, Sam. Excellent work. Good work. We're gonna, we, gotta, we need harder right. questions now, listeners. Yeah. Harder so, questions. Email in some harder questions. Well, good thing about it is you're never going to give a shirt away. <laughs> yeah, That's for darn sure. <laughs> you won't have to worry about that at all. All right, Sam. Hey, thanks a lot. Take care and keep listening. Thanks for having me. I'm wearing the shirt right now. You are the man. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to get that shirt. <laughs> FM 96.1 in North County, AM 1170 in San Diego. We are the answer. And yes, we will be back. We've got another great guest on the line right here on Gun Sports Radio. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio on FM 96.1 AM 1170. Hey, you got to get your uh, gun or pistol worked on? Trident Gunsmithing is where you need to be. Go to www.tridentgunsmithing.com. Dan and Juan over there, they'll take care of you just like family. You into hunting? They do hunting classes. They've got special weapons just for you know deer hunting, duck hunting, bird hunting, mouse hunting. I don't care. They're the experts. You want to go shoot a mouse, they'll hook you up. Plus, they can work on anything in your library. Trident Gunsmithing. Go to tridentgunsmithing.com, tridentgunsmithing.com. Well, normally, John Dillon would be on the line, but he's out out mouse hunting. He's actually working, which is kind of interesting. I mean, that doesn't happen all the time, but in some cases it does. And we really want to thank John. That's uh, go to www.cafirearmslaw.com dot com cafirearmslaw.com and uh, ask any question that you might have and john will be more than happy to take care of you hey by the way are you frustrated by the new california laws for ars looking for a cost-effective and easy solution that will allow you to keep your ar featureless and still be compliant well cali key is easily convert your ar to be california compliant in just two minutes keep your entire collection intact at a price you can afford Check out the new Cali Key and future-proof your AR 
from future gun laws. Go to CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. All right, Michael, who you got lined up next? We have a great guest. You know, as you know, uh, we have a, an election here coming up in uh, November, and San Diego County Gun Owners released our voter guide, mm-hmm. um, which is up on our website, San Diego County Gun Owners dot com. It's an excellent guide, I might add. Thank you. We uh, just about forty people we endorsed, and I'm very proud and happy and excited to have one of our endorsed candidates. Her name's Laura Caval, and she's running for Santee City Council. Laura, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, Michael. Hi, how are you? Good. I'm doing great. Thanks. Good, good, good. Now, I've I've seen a lot of. Uh, of posts uh, from you that you were you were walking the uh, leather right off your shoes all over Santee. How, how, how's that going? Uh, I might have lost the toenail, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's um, you know, campaigning is very busy, but uh, I'm up for it. And this is the first time you have ever run for office, correct? That's correct. Um, I actually had no interest in it. Yeah, I have a full time job. I'm the park director at Santee Lakes Recreation Preserve out in Santee. Mm, beautiful, but beautiful was, facility. Thank you. Um, I, I occasionally attend city council meetings just because of the nature of my community involvement. And I, I like to see what's going on in, in, in Santee, of course. And uh, I found out we were going to district elections. I've lived in district three for 26 years. There's no current incumbent on the council and uh, I was concerned about who the opponents were. Well, there was only one declared at the time, and so I thought, you know what, i got to step up and, and run. And this is the, uh, and thank you for stepping up and running. I very much appreciate it. Now, the you're district welcome. you're running in is, th- this is the first election with districts, correct? Or did they have districts last time? Correct. Yeah, this is the yeah, first election. brand new district. for Santee. Mm-hmm. And the person, that, not, you know, technically you're not replacing anybody. There's no incumbent, but... But it's because Brian Jones is uh, going to get elected to the uh, state Senate, correct? Correct. Okay, excellent. So he's moving on uh, and, and helping us up there in Sacramento. And so I, I want to step into his position down here in Santee. And I wanted to make sure, because I'll tell you, when it comes to, to Second Amendment issues, those are big shoes to fill with Brian Jones. So I wanted <laughs> to make sure that, uh, and, and Santee <laughs> is a huge Second Amendment town. Um, so we did a lot of research in Santee, and uh, you and I had met briefly uh, before you declared, but I didn't. we didn't really know each other at all. But, man, you came so highly recommended, and your questionnaire was awesome, and our, your, the way you're running your campaign and our conversation as far as Second Amendment issues, off the charts, fantastic, no question uh, that you are philosophically a, a pro-Second Amendment person. Correct, and I appreciate your support so much. And, you know, it's just been a pleasure to get to know you on a personal level. Well, thank you. Well, we do appreciate having you on. I don't know if you're aware, but we're the only gun show that I know of for sure in Southern California. I'm not sure the state of California. And we work really, 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 really hard to find what we call grassroots politicians that truly believe in the Constitution and Second Amendment rights. So it's truly our pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So you're running for the grassroots. (laughs) I like that, huh? Yeah. I said it is grassroots. Yeah. Well, once you become president, then that's a different story. But right now, you're kind of at the grassroots, and who knows where you're going to go. Yeah, well, Santee's enough for me. I think this is where I need to be. I think so, too. I totally understand. It's like, what did I get myself into? 
So what's it like running? How, yeah, you know, I just you're a said first-time that. candidate. What? How? You know? How have you been received? Or has there anything come up that that you thought, man, I didn't expect this? Or, or tell us a little bit about what it's like being a first-time candidate. Yeah. Oh well, um, primarily it's been positive. I'm overwhelmed by the support in our community. Uh, the thing that's a little odd for me is the social media politics. I'm just, you know, that's an, that's new territory for someone like me. But, uh, you know, I try to, not to pay too much attention to the noise and, and stick with the plan. I think the most fun for me, I've been doing a lot of, um, there's actually eight mobile home parks in, it's called District 3. So my district, uh, there's eight mobile home parks in District 3. And I've been having community meetings with the seniors, and that's been really um, fun and educational for me. And I do like knocking on doors and talking to people. So, um, you know, most people are super – it's just a great community, and they're actually happy to see me when I knock on the door. And, you know, Elsa's really cool because I I help a lot of different independent shops and businesses in Santee. If I've said it once, I've said it a 100 times. With all of the trailer uh, parks in that community – Go get these seniors and hire them because, you know, most of them are still able to, you know, answer the phones, maybe do a little paperwork. And I think that's a great workforce uh, right there in Santee's community. Matter of fact, at Santee Lakes, we, you know, well, I hope she's been notified and maybe she's not listening to the show, but we just hired a 67 year old. Um, to work in our general store. We we love and embrace our seniors in this community. That's very yeah, cool. So, what, is there a big issue that that's come up that that either you expected or didn't expect uh, that's specific to Santee? Well, I don't think anything's a surprise about the traffic on the fifty fifty two. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, I I've mean, noticed wherever you live, there's congestion. <laughs> it's right. it, it's not unique to us, but um, what is kind of unique is you know the people that live in in Santee. Ninety six percent of them that work uh, work outside of the region, so they're they're stuck on that traffic. But over two hundred thousand people that work in East County in the inland area um, of, of the people that that are employed, one hundred and forty five thousand of those commute to either North County or downtown. So really, it's a, a regional problem. The traffic on the fifty two they're coming up from the South Bay and the one twenty five. Alpine, Lakeside, El Cajon, La Mesa, and it's all bottlenecking right there. And, um, you know, I haven't been involved with our Chambers of Commerce, East County Chamber of Commerce and the Santee Chamber of Commerce for years. And so I understand what's happening, and I've known about it for a long time. But um, I also understand that Sandag just doesn't have a, a plan to do anything about it for 30 years. That's so. because that's because they're not driving up and down the 52 because three right. la- three lanes into two lanes coming from the west and then three lanes into two coming from the south makes no sense. And the room is there. The room is there that we're, it looks like they could blow it out to three lanes going and coming, but I don't yeah, you're right. I don't see any any movement anytime soon. So I am going to be part of a new movement. Actually, I am part of the new movement. It's uh, the mayor has the Highway 52 Coalition, and this is a group of, you know, community just citizens. And I've I was an early adopter, have invested my time and my money on this, and we actually hired a federal lobbyist, and we're going to help, you know, get some funding to 
to do just what you said. I mean, there is room to go out and, and yeah. expand those lanes. Yeah. We just need um, f- federal uh, federal dollars and to make that happen. It's just not going to, you know, well, we can fight with Sandag, but I don't think something's going to happen no. until we go a different route. And federal dollars should be doing it, not not Santee. Yeah, that's not that's not exactly. a Santee. Yeah, you it's guys not, need to be filling potholes. Yeah, you know, you're right. The federal dollars is is what handles the uh, those freeways. And, and how much does the federal government have in their coffers, just sitting there doing nothing? I think it's in the what billions. Right. Hello. Well, let's get some of that out to East County. There you go. Good. I'm there right there go. with you, kid. <laughs> so while you're walking around, um, other than traffic, how, how does the Second Amendment come up? Have you knocked on a door and said, hey, I'm running for office? And they asked, well, where do you stand on the Second Amendment? Or You know what? It's never come up, but um, I, I just know that this is a Second Amendment town. I just know it is. You know, you've lived here for 26 years. You know what your community feels like. And, um, and you know, I can tell you this. Uh, when I was at one city council meeting, oh my gosh, something about um, supporting the gun show. I believe that was one of the yeah. the things that came up at city council. And uh, Councilman McNellis made some comments about you know his, his beliefs on the Second Amendment. And usually, usually the audience at um, city council is pretty divided. But on that, there was a unanimous applause. Yeah, there is. Well, you know, they had, of course, Rob McNellis is. Founding board member for San Diego County Gun Owners right. and is fantastic guy. I did not know that. Oh so yeah, that, Rob's the yeah. best. But uh, the Santee City Council uh, was instrumental in. You know, there's been a huge change in CCW policy here in San Diego over the, about the last year, uh, and the Santee City Council was a huge part of that. They right. passed a resolution about a year and a half ago saying, "Hey, sheriff, uh, with all due respect, we yeah. need you to change your policies." But, and that was that was a huge catalyst for change. But, Laura, have you noticed, I've noticed it because I promote this show to anybody that wants to listen, you know, they don't volunteer that they're either a gun owner or or pro-Second Amendment. But once you ask them and they realize you're not trying to, you know, put them in a a corner, then they are happily say, oh, yeah, I'm into Second Amendment. Oh, yeah, I I own a gun. But it's like they don't want to tell anybody in fear of, you know, being attacked is kind of how I see it. Yeah, uh, you know, in, the, in today's world with social media, it's if you have an opinion on anything, like the sky is blue. Yeah, you're in trouble. <laughs> you're in trouble. So, uh, you know, that I think that has uh, steered people clear of saying what yeah. you know their beliefs are and um, keeping some of those opinions closer to the vest. But I um, agree. All right, hey Laura, we got to go. Uh, your so, website. How yeah, do what's your get... website? How do people get to you, oh. help you, and donate? www.lauracoval, so L-A-U-R-A-K-O-V-A-L.com. Really wow. appreciate it, guys. All right, we'll, be, we'll definitely get you back on. And, folks, when you're out there voting, look for Laura's name. All right? Thank All right. you. By the way, hey, you or uh, any of your family members have a taser, pepper spray, firearms, or other legal weapons? Well, what are you going to do if you get busted? What if a cop pulls you over and takes you to jail? Who's going to pay for the bail and the lawyer? Well, firearmslegal.com takes care of it for $10 a month. The whole family, $10 a month. So get peace of mind. Go to www.firearmslegal.com. That's firearmslegal.com. Be protected. We'll be right back. All right, 
folks. Hey, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Sports Radio right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. We are the answer. Hey, if you got, uh, let's see, what have I got here? One more commercial. Hey, are you frustrated by the new California laws for ARs? Looking for a cost-effective, easy solution that will allow you to keep your AR featureless but still be compliant? Cali Key is where you need to be. All you have to do is go to www.calikey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. They'll send you the unit. And I guarantee you within two minutes, you can become compliant. So don't let your uh, your collection go uncompliant. Get compliant. Go to www.calikey.com. All right. Hey, this is the Gun Range San Diego segment located at 7853 Balboa Avenue in lovely San Diego, 10 to 10, seven days a week. You can go to www.thegunrangesandiego.com, thegunrangesandiego.com for all of your shooting needs, whether it's training, uh, you want to sh- fire a bunch of weapons because you're not familiar, f- familiar. Well, the Gun Range San Diego's got an awesome library that you can choose from, and they got screaming deals on Mondays. So if you're looking for a great deal because they love first-time shooters and they respect old-time shooters. So whether you're starting out or you're at the other end, they'll take care of you just like their family. And right now we've got Jason on the line. Hey, Jason, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good, Dave. How are you? Well, you know, just uh, rocking and rolling. How are you? You guys busy down there? Yeah, we're pretty busy. We're pretty busy. We've got a full range. we got people on the sales side. It's looking good. Absolutely. It's looking good. I'm really... Really looking forward to, uh, I want to mention our event, The Grand Old Time. Yeah. It's going to be our second uh, such event. It's going to be December 7th after 5 p.m. to close. And uh, well, what we're going to be doing is we're going to have a lot of people, uh, customers, employees alike, going to be bringing in their old World War One, World War Two, and Vietnam-era weapons, uh, just for everybody to kind of share, look at, kind of like a really cool show and tell. We're going to have all sorts of stuff, uh, German car 98 Ks. Uh, uh, last time we had somebody bring a German MP 40 in wow. uh, very interesting guns. So I'm really looking forward to that. Well, I tell you what, when you get this show after we air it, you have to listen to mm-hmm. the first segment. Cause I think I found somebody oh, yeah. smarter than you. Yeah. Oh, no, well, I don't know about that. And he's only 19. <laughs> Dude, he's only 19. <laughs> All I'm saying is when we send you the show, you just listen to the first 15 minutes. And I, I bet think you. I'll have to now. Yeah, I think I'll have to. I might like this guy. Well, <laughs> what were, yeah. one of the questions that you asked was what? He is, uh, it's it's my nephew. It's a new segment called Stump My Nephew. And the kid's 19 and he's turned into an encyclopedia. Yeah. But we, I, we, the question that, hey. that came in, we asked him to name uh, every service rifle, you know, the main standard issue service rifle. Right. Um, starting in 1900, all the way to modern day, he did it. Told us what caliber it was, and then I, I you know, impressed us all, and then said, "Okay, well, what are what are a, name a couple of service rifles from Israel?" Israel. And he said, "Oh, Galil right. and Tavor, and here's why the oh, yeah. Galil's yeah. falling out of favor, and just went on and on and on." You got to hear. It. Yeah, he's really impressive. Hear. Really for, good. It's it's it, like my kind of guy. 19 years old, he already knows this much about guns. It, yeah. it makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside it really for the future. Yeah. yeah, it really does. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm making a point to tell you. Make sure you listen listen to the first because I know you're extremely knowledgeable on guns. In fact, this could be your kid. You just don't know about it. That's all. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know about that. Right now. Hey, so tell us about your anniversary party coming up. 
Well, um, we're going to be uh, really we're going to be doing a grand old time for now. For now. Oh, okay, uh, gotcha. And be December. Yeah, it's going to be December seventh after five. And um, shoot, sounds like anybody anybody who likes or is like your nephew is going to love this event. I mean, we're going to have guns out there for people to shoot. Oh, we're wow. going to have an M1 Garand. We're going to have a, a Finnish M39. Um, there's probably going to be 100,000 Mosin-Nagants, of course. You know, there's going to be Mausers, Lee Enfields. Um, I'm really into the more uh, the more unique ones, probably the kind of stuff your nephew's into, like the, the Indian Ishapur Enfield in 308 and the, the 1917 Eddystone you know, U.S. military rifle, the American Enfield, and... Uh, all sorts of cool stuff like that. A lot of stuff people haven't even heard of. Um, I really find World War One and World War Two weapons, uh, especially World War One weapons, fascinating because you can tell from the designs how, how different and unique they are that every country was kind of trying to figure out their own, kind of like their own stand or their own machine. Um, from the, uh, from the, the, the Steyr 1912 uh, Steyr Han pistol uh, from Austria, Austria-Hungaria, uh, to the, you know, of course, the uh, the Borchardt pistol, which is the predecessor to the Luger P08, which led to the creation of nine millimeter. A lot of cool stuff like that. So we're really hoping that it's going to be. It's already looking like it's going to be a lot bigger than the first grand old time we had, wow. uh, and we had stuff there that people hadn't even seen or heard of. And people are going to get to shoot some of these weapons, right? That's right. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm bringing my Finnish M39. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. We gotta bring Sam out. We gotta fly Sam out. We're gonna have. We're, we're gonna. We're even gonna. We're gonna go so far as to have. Uh, we're gonna have period correct uh, posters, you know, like propaganda posters, you know, though appropriate, of course. Really. Uh, around the store, we'll have apple pie and coffee. It's going to be a really like, like buy old time, like buy war bonds that kind of that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what. That's one of them. Yeah, buy war bonds. We stand together. Uncle Sam this needs is, you, know, this, <laughs> right? This is an Australian. He fights for freedom. He is your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie the Riveter, you know, England. those types of things. Oh, yeah. Rosie the Riveter. Oh, yeah. All that stuff. When is this? What day is this? Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be December 7th. It's a Friday. Oh, of course. Why would I? Of course. Yeah, December 7th. anything else? December 7th, which is a Friday. What time is it going to be from when to when? Five to close. We don't close till 10. Does anybody need to make an appointment? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to show up early. Nope. You just you just walk on in. You want to bring any guns? That's perfectly fine. Bring your guns. Show and tell. Absolutely. We're going to have a few tables set out. It's going to be kind of like a mini museum. Wow. Um, anybody who's into into the history of weapons and firearms in general uh, really should show up. You're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be really memorable. So you're a collector. You collect a lot of this stuff. I I've had a lot of guns. I was a huge collector before I had kids. Well, but uh, I had a lot <laughs> before of, I had kids. You know what I got? I'd like to donate to you and your little car, your little collection, because you'd probably get a kick out yeah. of it. I got a What's fifty. That? I got a fifty cal go no go gauge. <laughs> Have you ever seen one? BMG or huh? For for fifty BMG or, yeah. or fifty cal mounted yeah. on my M eighty eight tank retriever. And I have really? been I have been carrying that thing around since 1966. It's on my desk right now, and I needed to go really? to somebody that would appreciate it. I would very much appreciate that. And if you have an extra Mark II or Mark III uh, Toyota Supra, that'd be nice too. <laughs> I've got an 82. <laughs> I do have an 82 Supra L, but that belongs really? to my wife. Oh God, yeah, and she'd cry oh. like she'd cry like a baby if I gave you that car. Oh. 
But I, I will. Hope, I hope so. I was getting ready to <laughs> donate it to the Toyota Museum, and then I'm on the phone with him, yeah. and I turned around, and she's crying. I go, Ooh. excuse me, hold on a second. Oh. Why are you crying? You can't you know, get I'd rid be, of my car. I'd be crying. I'd be crying, too. Yeah. And it's, I'd be crying, too. It's terracotta with the original yeah. interior, 300000 never had the head off. But that's another story. Oh, my gosh. So December 7th, oh, uh, are you uh, enticing people to come in period clothing? Um, uh, actually, you know, we... Uh, we absolutely, I have no problem with that. Last cool. time we had someone come in in a German officer's outfit Oop. from, uh, we had an Austro-Hungarian officer, uh, a German officer from World War II, and uh, we had an American uh, general come in, and I took pictures of him standing with the respective rifles, you know, period correct weapons, wow. and it was such a cool time. It's like comic, it's like Comic-Con for, for Gundam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, I was thinking exactly the same thing. Well, there's yeah, it's, 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 no it's way I could get in my uniform, so that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even get my arm down oh, the yeah. sleeve. I'm gonna get a uh, I'm gonna yeah. get a, a a bowler hat and uh, come as uh, Churchill. Yeah. You should go as Churchill. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you got a cigar. Stick that in your mouth. Everybody that's awesome. In, everybody can fit in that. And and if anybody has a tank, car. there's plenty of parking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you can make parking. I'm gonna. Call Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's got a tank lying around. I'm sure he does. No uh, doubt at all. He does. About that. He does. That sounds like a really great event. I, just, I seriously just marked out the whole day. So you didn't I'm make it last year. Yeah, I, I didn't. I couldn't. There's some, I think there was a conflict, but the, I marked out the whole day. I'm going to be there. I'm just going to. What time yeah. you guys open? Because I'm. Yeah, we <laughs> 10, ten to ten. Put no, on the just coffee because it starts at five. Just because it starts at five doesn't mean that people, you know, it's going to start right at five o'clock. People oh. are going to show up like two, three, four, five o'clock. You know, sure. Just show up and, and enjoy. Have some coffee and apple pie. Um, you're going to have a great time. Wow. Well, I've talked to you. remember it. This week, I must have talked to at least three or four people. So if people start coming in yeah. and asking about the radio station, you'll know it's from mm-hmm. us. Oh, that's great. That's well, I tell you, every time I hit him with the, every time I hit him with, every time I hit him with a thousand rounds of brand new ammo for 200 bucks, they give me the, bucks. they give me the look like, what, what? <laughs> 200 bucks. <laughs> Of course, I kind of cheat. I say, "Yeah, but you got to mention you heard it on Gun Sports Radio to get the deal." Yeah. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes <laughs> a lot to get of people him, are taking advantage of that. Whatever it takes to get him down there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so Jason, you were talking about you mentioned a uh, Steyr earlier. Mm-hmm. That yeah, Steyr Han M nineteen twelve. It's uh <clears throat> doesn't have a magazine. It has an internal or a box magazine. It has an internal magazine. It's a pistol you have to load with a stripper clip, like a like a Mauser rifle. Very, very unique. And that, that's gonna be, I, I got to tell you, Steyr is one of those manufacturers, it, it, totally underrated, you know, just kind of a you know, higher very end. So. Yeah, right. It seems like they, they just don't quite have the popularity or, or respect of the general public. But, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. what a list of, of awesome uh, firearms uh, made by Steyr. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, very, very, very old history. Very high quality weapons. Uh, very innovative weapons. Uh, the Steyr M95 straight pole bolt action uh, for you know, being, you know, the, the, one of the first examples. Straight pull, so there's no, you know, more, most bolt action rifles like a 1903 you go up, back, forward, down. This is just straight back, straight forward. You know, the Swiss K31, the Steyr M95 rifle, and this this gave infantry the uh, the ability to fire much faster with the same accuracy than someone on the German side or the American side. Wow. So very innovative weapons as well. And the most popular would probably be what? The Steyr AUG? Steyr AUG. It's not period correct, but yeah, from the late 70s, early 80s, you know, the Steyr AUG, which is still made today, 
Again, very innovative, kind of a cool, futuristic-looking gun. Uh, I, I actually I used to own one of those. Uh, I'll admit, just because it was in Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's the best reason to buy a gun. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Hey, Jason yeah. from Gun Range San Diego, folks. Go to thegunrangesandiego.com, 7853 Balboa Avenue in San Diego, seven days a week, 10 to 10. Good chance Jason will be there 10 to 10. Right here. I'll be there. FM 96.1 AM 1170. We are the answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Sports Radio right here on... 96.1 96.1 FM, AM 1170 here in San Diego. And uh, you can go to the, uh, the websites, check us out on air. By the way, hey, do you or any of your family members have a taser, pepper spray, firearms, or other weapons? Well, what would you do if you got arrested for whatever reason? Maybe it's not your fault. Maybe it's just a misunderstanding. But what are you going to do? You got a lot of money to pay for lawyers and bail? You don't have to if you belong to Firearms Legal Protection. Go to www.firearmslegal.com. Firearmslegal.com. They will keep you out of trouble. Hey, are you a beginner, intermediate, or advanced pistol shooter? You want to shoot outside and have some fun? Hey, now's your chance. Where? Every first and third Saturday of the month at 7 a.m. to noon at Lemon Grove Gun Club. That's in Alpine. Don't ask me why. Hey, you can go (laughs) down there and learn how to shoot for as little as $15. $15. That's it. $15. So give, uh, uh, give our buddy Paul Lichtenstein a call at 619-540-9600. And make sure you tell him you heard it right here on Gun Sports Radio. Hey, who you got coming up next, boss? I got Mike Johnson uh, from SD Must. Mike Johnson, uh, Most if, if, you're anywhere, if you're anywhere near the, the, the shooting community in San Diego, you know who Mike Johnson is. Hardest working Second Amendment guy uh, in, in in the state, maybe the country, uh, especially with SD Must. What they do is they go out and they clean public lands, like like uh, federal public lands, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Make sure that they can remain open. Well, the county is now talking about shutting down shooting in some of the areas where shootings allowed on public land, and that vote's coming up on Tuesday at nine a.m. down uh. at the county board. So I wanted to get Mike here to to talk more about it. Mike, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing, man? Pretty good. How you doing? Good. You know, the only thing I can say about this, Mike, is they quit chasing the off-road vehicle guys. Now they're chasing you. Yeah. Um, I mean, over the years, they've they've closed a lot of public land for various reasons. Yep. And a lot of times, it's they've changed what those reasons are. Um, and I, you know, I, I have the BLM maps for, for all of San Diego County. And out of all the public land, when you include the state, federal, county, and everything else, there's only uh, 0.006% of it that's available for target shooting. And when you say in BLM land is Bureau of Land Management, which is it's public land. This is owned by the federal government. Yeah, federally, it's, it's public land, but it's managed by the Bureau of Land Management. Right. And this is supposed it's, to it's be available. Land. Yeah, it's our land. It's yeah. supposed to be available to... Uh, you know, to, uh, you know, uh, people to, to use. And, uh, yeah. so, so talk about what are they, what, what, and, and so, but this is the County, this is the County of San Diego, the County yeah. Board of Supervisors 
which uh, is basically so, the, the county board is like the city council, but for the for the county. Right. Uh, so they're trying to shut down shooting on the federal land. Tell them why they can't. Yeah, why that. is that? So they've been, I know Diane Jacobs, she's been trying to close that area down for a long time. And uh, she's just, she's trying to justify it saying that it's a fire danger year round. But if they know it's a fire danger, just like if you're fueling a house out in the rural area and it was a fire danger, they make you cut the weeds. You know, they make you do fire abatement or they fine you. Right. So I don't know why on public land they can't spend a couple thousand dollars to do control burns or fire abatement where they know people are shooting as opposed to spending millions of dollars to put out these giant forest fires. And if anything, there's been more fires started in the last year by, you know, power companies, government agencies, yep. vehicles, yep. than shooters have started in the last 20 to 30 years. It's, right. You well, know, but they, it, they just focus on this because they feel like this is something easy they can just get away with. Well, here here's a solution that will not work, okay, because it won't cost any money and it'll bring a positive result. We have young firemen. We have in the in the Cal service and the fire service that need training. Why yeah. not go out to the BLM, pick an area, light it off, and train these kids how to put these fires out? After a while, you won't have any. You know, all that'll yeah. be gone, and there's no and reason to use they, that as an excuse. They know people are shooting there, and even when it's supposed to be closed, the irresponsible people are still going to go there or people that don't pay right. attention to the internet or anything else. Right. They're just going to go out. And if anything, it's going to push them further out where it's more dangerous. Right. Well, it, and, and it, it'll and take it, longer to put fires and, out. And it actually gets worse, Dave. Uh, Mike, uh, what was it about a year ago, close to the pink gate area? There was a small oh, yeah. fire, right? There, there was a small fire that, that, uh, yeah. and it, we actually offered, I was warning them that it was going to, it was a fire danger months in advance of that fire. And I told them, I went to Cal Fire and BLM and, you know, anyone that would listen, I was like, hey, you need to do something about this area because it's going to catch fire. I don't care, you know, if it's from shooters or if it's from a car. Or lightning. And I'll, Yeah, or lightning or anything. And I told them, like, hey, we're willing to go out there. We had At the time, we had about 200 volunteers that were willing to go out there and cut all the grass down, at least, you know, in that shooting area at Pinky. And they basically ignored us. For free, sure. for free, Dave. Okay, so he oh, had, I know. He had it was two volunteers. Mike, that wouldn't cost anybody. All we needed was access, and they wouldn't give it to Mike us. had 200 volunteers yeah. to, to clean out that area. He told them months in advance, hey, this is a, a fire hazard. And by the way, that area, Mike, correct me if I'm wrong, um, it's close to a designated shooting area, but the area where they were shooting, we, they were technically not allowed. They were not legally allowed there to was, be shooting. There was actual marks. There was actual like markings up saying not to shoot past that point. So, because it was a busy Saturday and because there's so many, it's our shooting areas are already so limited. You know, you have all these people going to one area; they just start spreading further and further out beyond where they're supposed to be, and that was what was part of the problem. But that's the thing is, I, you know, I, I estimate there's tens of thousands of people that use public land to shoot in San Diego County every year, yeah. and they're funneling them down into fewer and fewer areas which is making it more dangerous not safer and and we told diane jacob i showed her the email chain and said hey mike johnson sd must they they warned the blm that this was a problem they were these these people were in areas uh where they were not supposed to be shooting in the first place not legally allowed to shoot in the first place they were too close to the road 
and there was still a fire and her response was to basically say well we just need to stop shooting altogether yeah yeah let's not fix the problem let's just throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. well this was and already a part of something the, she was the trying thousands to thousands of people that are out there responsibly not causing any problems you know the very rare instances where fires have been started you know they've tried to use that as justification to close it down and if they close this area down that they're proposing, it basically takes almost half of the available area that we have left. Yeah, that point zero zero what? It's like zero zero six percent, so like <laughs> six thousandths of a percent well, of all public land, because most of it's either state park, it's you know uh, federal you know forest, it's um, and then all the BL, um, all the BLM you'll see on a map. Most of it's already been restricted at some other time because they said it was too messy or it was too dangerous or they were going to do lead abatement, which they never do. Once they say they're going to, but they never actually do it. So, you know, they just, once they find a reason to close it, they just close it. And then eventually they just say, oh, well, no one's using it, so we'll just keep it closed. So clearly it's on the agenda. I mean, literally on the agenda uh, for Tuesday. Tell people what's going on on Tuesday and what we need to do. So on Tuesday, um, they're having their you know, the meeting about it, and it's on the agenda. And it's I guess the meeting starts at 9 at the county administration building, 1600 Pacific Highway. I think it's room 310. And they're going to discuss it. So they should it should be open to public discussion. Yeah. So I'm hoping we can get a lot of people there to actually tell, tell them, like, hey, this isn't really fair or right. You know, you didn't even consult any of the shooting groups or anyone else. You know, I've been working on that land for 15 years. Wow. You know, hundreds of volunteers, you know, thousands of hours, thousands of dollars, you know, a volunteer. Almost no cooperation from the county or the feds. Um, The BLM has actually cooperated with us. And actually, that's funny. I contacted the BLM about this supposed closure. You know, the guy that's in charge of you know, saying whether to close areas for fire, he wasn't even consulted about this. <laughs> like he heard about it, but they didn't consult with him. You know, everyone, and if you call the, I guess a lot of people have been calling the BLM offices talking about this from our posts that we've put online. And even the BLM office, they weren't even aware of it. So the county seems like they're doing this on their own using an old memorandum of understanding from like 1990 with the, with the sheriff. Mm-hmm. saying that they have law enforcement protection rights on federal land. I don't know how that equates over to them having jurisdiction to ban I don't something either. on well, federal and, land. Well, and again, it, this is Diane Jacob. Diane Jacobs represents the East County, and she's been through her whole career walking around, talking about how pro-Second Amendment she is. You know, that whole mm-hmm. board, they're all Republicans. A Republican board shutting down a shooting on public lands, that wouldn't fly in any other part of the country. But here yeah. we are, Diane Jacobs oh, yeah. spearheading this. Unbelievable. Got to show up. Got to make the phone calls. Got to make the send the emails. Hey, Mike, have you got a website? In case I don't know what you're going to do with yeah, another volunteer, uh, but hey. Um, it's sdmust.com or sdmust.org. Awesome. All right, buddy. They go to the same place. Thank all you right. for all that all you right. do, Mike. Hey, keep in touch yeah. with us, too, if any news comes up and let the media know that you know, you've got a, a an open spot on Gun Sports Radio anytime you want to get the word out to the San Diego and L.A. folks. Okay. Sounds good. All right, buddy. Keep keep up the fight. All right. Thank you. All right. Well, folks, that was Gun Sports Radio. I hope you guys had as much fun as I did. Oh, and I also want to mention Gun 
uh, Triton Gunsmithing. Boy, if you need to get your gun fixed, that's where you need to go. TritonGunsmithing.com. Lance goes. Michael goes. Everybody goes. And they get treated just like as if they own the joint. Family owned and operated? www.tridentgunsmithing.com, tridentgunsmithing.com. And oh, don't forget to join San Diego County Gun Owners. $10 a month. Come on, I'll pay for the first month. Get down there. You might even get a shirt. We're going to take a small break. We got more coming up. FM 961, AM 1170. Gun Sports Radio is sponsored by Love Radio Network. 